This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode number 14, Lantonio's Wall of Crit. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash Diablo. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. You have quite a treasure there in that Horodric cube. From the far reaches and burning depths of sanctuary comes... Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo podcast. It's beginning to feel like some great evil is permeating the air around here. Now, your hosts, Nevik, Breja, and Jen. Stay a while and listen. Welcome to episode 14 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Friday, April 27th, and I am your host. And I am joined by one of my usual co-joeys from the proverbial Dawn Forge pouch. Brasia, how, how's, how's life? It's great. <laughs> I'm still giddy from last weekend. It was an awesome event we had getting together with some people to play Diablo 3. Now I'm really looking forward to May 15th. Yeah, speaking of that gaming night... I do remember hearing some uh, rumblings from a couple folks out there that said that they would join us, but they didn't. You know, not bitter at all. Not bitter. (laughs) But (laughs) we had a great time with the people that showed up. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we did. And speaking of one of those those people who did show up to our gaming night, filling in for Jen tonight is uh, our resident font of knowledge that is of Diablo 2, that is. Lantonio, Lantonio... How are you tonight? I'm pretty good. And I wouldn't say just, you know, D2, you know, all of Diablo, of course. Oh, okay. Of course. <laughs> but trying to stay awake for you guys. Got uh, your email a little earlier about coming on. and About a 13-hour day around the, the clock. 10 oh, hours of work. and uh, Yuck. A little, little tired. I don't think I can handle it. I had to go work on my... Niece's car broke down. She's got a transmission that looks like it blew out. So well, not no too fun. much fun for her. But other than that, not too bad. Playing a little beta. Playing a little D2 still. Awesome. Can't wait for the 15th myself. Yeah. 13-hour days. I'm I'm pretty intimate with that. Not so much recently, but... Mm. But for almost two or three months, I was uh, I was doing that almost every day. That was not fun. But anyways, this this isn't the real life podcast. We are a Diablo community podcast. And speaking of community, we did do a gaming night to coincide with the announcement of the open beta, and that was just amazing. As I and I'm repeating myself. It's so it's so cool. But you know, it's so cool. I have to repeat myself. Of course. If you missed out on the open beta, you know, don't fret. May 15th, it's going to be here before before we know it. <laughs> of course, May 1st will be here before we know it, and then I will be a sad nevic because if I get that itch to, you know, hop into the beta, I won't be able to. So, Yeah, um, my brother-in-law was, I just told him today that it was closing in on the 15th, and, you know, for the open, he didn't get in. Every time he tried that he had time, servers were down. So uh, he was upset about that, so I gave him my account and password, and he downloaded it. 
and it wouldn't work, but then he re-downloaded it again doing the exact same thing, and then it would let him use it. So I'm letting mm. him play off my account. I'm trying to stay off of it as much as I can until Sunday or Monday to let him try out a couple classes. And oh, uh, Yeah, that that is pretty cool. And speaking of cool, we have a an, an exorbitant exorbitant whatever i i'm i'm a little i'm still i'm still putting myself together people all right <laughs> I, i'm not all there um you you might have gathered that from the gaming night which took me a long time to edit so but like i said we have a lot of email so we really need to dig into it otherwise this show might border on two hours and i don't know if i have enough gas in the tank to go that long so Brasia. Yeah, be pushing midnight if we do that for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Brasia, why don't you why don't you take the first email? Oh, awesome. Um, this first email comes from Chaos5061, which was Reber. And uh, I also want to say thank you, Reber, for saving me how many times I had to get away to help the kids or something during the Diablo 3 open night. I come back and he's standing next to me. Don't worry, I got it. <laughs> you mean he wasn't trying to get you killed like a certain uh, special guest host over here? <laughs> hey, I was think I was busy saving you. I don't think I was trying to get you killed. You know? <laughs> sure, <laughs> it just happened that all the monsters, you know, spawned right around you. Wasn't mm-hmm. I know. Happy. If you would have been a witch doctor instead of a monk, maybe you wouldn't have had to worry about dying, right? Um, exactly. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. All right. <laughs> a punk. The punk. <laughs> so, Chaos Five Hundred Six One says, "Hello, lady and gentlemen. This is Chaos uh, Five Hundred Six One here, and I." writing to let you know about uh, how to use Ifinity for Diablo 3. If you don't know what Ifinity is, it's a program that allows you to use three screens to play games on where it is just one big screen. That now, I'm not pretty weird. Yeah, well, I mean, I could see doing it. Like, like for me at work, I have two screens to work on and it expands between two monitors and mm-hmm. have three. I mean, that would just be awesome. <laughs> monitors and you'd be like looking it's like almost panoramic view but he goes on to say that uh, he's not able to speak to the NVIDIA surround which is the counterpart to AMD's Ifinity technology so this may work uh, for people with surround instead of Ifinity they do the same thing as far as I know now this is also Diablo 3 beta so who knows if it's going to work the same in the live version but I don't see why it wouldn't uh, you don't even have to log in to make it work. Five steps you gave us. Step one, launch the game. Step two, click on options. Step three, under the video, find display and change it to full screen windowed and click apply. Step four, just watch it work. Step five, profit. You go simple, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, there's one problem. When you are uh, in-game, not only does the screen become one big screen stretching over the three monitors, uh, but so does the UI. And he's crying about it. (laughs) But hopefully, not long after the launch, there'll be a fix for this from Widescreen Fixer, which is found on widescreenfixer.org. They usually fix problems like this for games that they have uh, this type of issue. Now, Blizzard themselves uh, could fix this if they wanted to by implementing it where all UI elements can be moved around the screen, I'll uh, move anything and add on for World of Warcraft. Uh, but they have come out and said that they will not be adding anything or fixing anything just for Ifinity or Surround. So there you have it. 
I love the show and can't wait for a new episode. If anybody wants to play some D3 in beta or when it goes live, look for Reber, R-E-B-U-R, number 1606 in game. Chaos 5061. Wow. So three screens. I, I don't know if I'd want to play Diablo 3 on three screens. If I had three monitors, I would probably have Diablo 3 on one monitor, um, my tweet deck on another monitor, and maybe a browser open on, on the third. But, mm. yeah, but I was thinking the same thing. I don't know. You, you think with multiple monitors, I've never played multiple monitors on a game, though, uh, but you'd think you'd be going back to forth with your eye set instead of paying attention to where you need to do and it could confuse you if you saw like monsters go or something going on on the other side maybe you know yeah it, it might it might stretch it a little bit too much as well yeah I mean, yeah I play on tv it's a 51 inch and i'm i can already tell myself looking all over the place kind of just on the one big screen i can you know going with having the breaks in between screens that might cause a problem for me yeah but that's pretty cool it's it's cool that it's somewhat supported. It's a little disappointing that Blizzard won't support it fully, but I, I guess I can't blame them for not wanting to because if if they were to fix it or support it, it would give those players maybe slightly more advantage because they'd be able to maybe see more of the environment without, you know, in, essentially it would stretch the environment that you can see. Um, but I don't know. Interesting, yeah. nonetheless. I, I don't think do they the wanna... same thing with screen resolution. Yep. I guess we'll have to let Chaos tell us how how it works post launch. See mm-hmm. see if it if it's if it's worthwhile if you have three monitors. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna see um, Blizzard doing much with it because they don't want to change the UI. It's one thing in an MMO environment, and it's another thing in an action based role playing game. I don't yeah. think they're going to want to mess with that too much themselves. And they definitely have already told us they're not going to use add-ons for the game. Yep. So, yeah, that's know. that's fine. <laughs> but but it is possible they might do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe the people at uh, widescreenfixer.org might be able to put something together. Yep. And, oh, we'll include a link in the show notes, of course, in case anybody does have that kind of setup in hasn't heard of it although i'm sure if you have three monitors you probably probably somewhat familiar mm-hmm. with widescreenfixer.org wow it's it sounds like we're almost pimping it like they're a sponsor <laughs> anyways yeah. let, let's continue on um wow i have a have a novel here and uh <laughs> and it's from uh lantonio <laughs> sorry before you even read it i don't i I tried my best to keep it small. I even did it at work <laughs> to try to keep it small. And I, I cut this down, by the way, a lot. You cut it down. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> well, this this might this might seem a little weird, but uh, hey, at least you can give us live feedback on our live feedback to your email. So it would be be like, hey, I I hear you like live feedback, so we put live feedback in your feedback. So. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Anyways, Shattered Soulstone Podcast. Hey, guys mm-hmm. and lady. How have you been? First off, I did get a beta code. All right. That's awesome. Much <laughs> Last more exciting when I, read, when I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> and checked out the game, and I love and hate a lot of things already. Mm-hmm. I love how it looks, and the story seems like it's going to be good. I like the skills, but the skill and rune layout I'm not a fan of, at least not yet. 
It seems too controlled for me, but we shall see. My opinion may differ when I play more of the full game. Either way, I'm sure it will be fun as I'm already falling asleep with the mouse in hand. Wow, haven't done that for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, that's a lie because I did that that night playing D2. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just got done listening to the past episode 13, and I thought I'd comment on the low-level building of necromancers in Diablo 2, so here we go. First rare items, and in parentheses, that, that would be yellow items, really aren't a big deal with the necromancer, especially if you're low-level, getting a wand, some decent defense armor, and knowing where to put your skills and stats will do the trick. Now, what you do does depend on if you're playing online or offline a little, to as in offline, your build will eventually have to be all loot luck based, but online you can always trade or get what you need, so it's pretty straightforward. So I know the podcasters are already going to have to downsize this email probably a bit, so I'll just say a few quick tips and any other questions, tweet me or email me at Lantonio, and that's, that's Twitter, or Lantonio at gmail.com. I, I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember who, who emailed us. Asking. Yeah, same here. I was trying to remember that when I wrote it so that I could tell them. But you I know what? I can't remember who. I just remember him asking about the Necromancer, and I wrote it right oh, after that. So it, it was Noel scared. Wiz. It was Noel Wiz. It's, mm-hmm. ha- it's handy to pull up show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. Yep. So, Noel Wiz, if you do, if you do need more intimate details on, on how to set things up, you know, Antonio is more than willing to answer everything and anything you know even the meaning of life so still have a couple paragraphs to go so i better get going through this so on your skills make sure you have as follows and then just keep upgrading all those all these before you worry about anything else and you'll be fine in curses use one point on amplify damage and don't waste any points on any other curses they are all garbage and don't do much anyhow on the poison and bone tab put a point into bone armor and bone cage and wall as well as it helps the bone armor one point in each and start leveling that corpse explosion that skill is by far the best skill for a necromancer when it comes to tearing down enemies on your summoning tab brazia was pretty close with his recommendation i'd say use raise skelly and skelly mastery as much as you want until they are maxed after you get those, a couple small skills in the first uh, ID say first I'd or, say yeah. yeah first I'd say <laughs> put one point into everything else on the summon tab. Don't worry about your skeleton mages having too many points right off the bat, as regular skellies are a lot tougher. But eventually you can max them if you get that far. Oh, by the way, use clay golem, but. Yes, still put one point in all the others as well, because the clay golem eventually just has better life and never will die, and keeps the monsters off you while you summon and stuff. As for stats, whatever you want, strength. Strength, okay. Uh, Strength, just enough for armor. Dex, you need none, because you shouldn't be getting hit very often. And if you do, your bone armor will take the damage. Almost all on vitality, and just because you can respect, you can use as much energy as you want. I personally waste none and just pound down the mana pots if needed. What he means by that is don't drop anything into your energy stat because you can just chug mana pots. As yeah, I would say don't use energy points on any build. Like 
if you want because now you know before we couldn't respect now we mm-hmm. can you know it's it's nice that the low levels if you're especially if you're playing single player you know because mm-hmm. you're gonna need that room for other things yeah don't use any energy points unless you're gonna respect it later because those are just garbage because eventually you get to the point with all your stuff that your mana gets up so high that you don't need nothing else yeah your regen's just high enough or you have enough mana leech that it doesn't matter uh, let's see, so continuing on. One last thing when making skeletons, if you're ever out of them or they all die off and you have trouble killing people where you are at, to get bodies, Brazia was perfectly correct when he said, just use a waypoint to go to the cold plains and wipe out a bunch of noobs. <laughs> Kill all the noobs. And use their bodies, all because the, lo- the level of the monster makes no difference on how tough your skellies will be and to kill those low-level monsters, just have the clay golem do it. And don't forget to amplify damage, everything always, and shoot teeth or bone spear at enemies like crazy to help get those few guys down. If you are playing online, just be sure to let me know as well, because I can slap you with a Trangul set, and you will be all ready to beat even the monsters in hell. It's great gear for Necromancer, and it will transform you into a ghoul. That's <laughs> I like that. You know, speaking of, when, when I saw the Tran, Trangul set, all I could think of was transmogrification. <laughs> and it, I, I hate to say this, but um, it's, that's got to be one of the coolest things ever. I really want transmog in Diablo 3. <laughs> oh, be able to change color of armor and stuff like that, too. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I, so, some of those wizard armor sets are pretty freaking amazing and some of the later ones i'm not too keen on and i would i would like to stay with some of the older ones oh, anyways yeah it, we haven't yeah. even seen half of them though right oh exactly i i've seen all 17 different armor sets for every single class you know what now that i said that i'm now gonna have to find that picture i believe it was up on uh, diablo fans but uh i'll find it put a link in our show notes that way everybody can take a look at them as well but anyways I digress, um, and I still have one paragraph to go. <laughs> so, Lantonio finishes up here. Well, there you go, guys. Have fun with that one, and can't wait to be back on the show. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe yeah, so- I didn't push that at all. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Well, it happened a little sooner than, than I think we all expected. Poor Jen. Oh, you know what? Speaking of Jen, I I totally glossed over the fact as to why she wasn't here. I'm so sorry, Jen. Uh, it's spring, and that that speaks volumes because I hate spring. I really, really hate spring. My allergies are not quite as severe as Jen's, but I do suffer from allergies. So that's that's why Jen wasn't on the show tonight. She's not feeling too good. But anyways, getting back to the remainder of the email. Uh, let's see. Even just as a sit-in or something with you guys instead of an interview setup. Hmm. That's kind of <laughs> interesting. Quick thing as well. I'm glad to help out. The future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to help out any of the listeners with builds and getting some good loot to help them in, out in D2. So just ask anytime. Have a good one, guys. As always, Lantonio. Man, I'm winded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I could have just struck that down now that I'm here and just said the build said, but I wanted to hear you read it and then tell you afterwards. I like that. Good approach. <laughs> he's really quiet right now, like he's angered. 
Yeah, I, no, no, I think you, uh, you tired him out for a few minutes. Yeah, I'm yeah, drinking my beer, breath. trying to recover. <laughs> oh, well man, done. Good. <laughs> but yeah, so awesome, Lantonio. I, I'm so glad that that we have you as a fan of the show, because um, even though Diablo 2 may not see so much action, well, you know what? Speaking of Diablo 2, we are, I, I'm going to say it right now. Even even after Diablo three comes out, we are still gonna do retro Diablo two gaming nights because I mean why not? Exactly. So. You know you know now that I've played B three, B two is still its own game as far as I'm yeah. concerned. It's completely different. It's tell you, we'll see how it is. Like I said in my email, when the game comes out, how much more I'm gonna like it. But as of now, the actual gameplay elements more. I I personally like B two better as of now. We'll see how it is. Because I like being able to choose my build class and really make it my own a little more. This new one seems like it's a little more set in stone. Than, I mean, not completely, obviously, because you can choose your runes and stuff. But it seems like you just get every skill given to you, and then you can stick with one you want. You know, in D2, you actually got to kind of decide how you want to build that skill and look for those um, synergies to build, you know? Yeah. And this one doesn't seem like you really have to. Well, yeah. we've only gotten, you know, like... a tiny tiny minuscule fraction of the game in the beta and, exactly. and that's why i was saying i'm sure as time goes on i'll probably just get just as yeah. addicted to this way of doing it as i was in d2 yeah and i haven't dug through like the database sites but um i i, I do re- i have seen a few like forum posts here and there uh talking about like some of the later game like itemization and um just some of the different abilities like uh i mean there's no sockets in the beta and there's socketing there's there's going to be procs on items you know like in d d2 so there i mean there's what a wide what a wide berth (laughs) there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we we haven't experienced yet in diablo 3 and Mm -hmm. while i kind of wish that we got more of a taste of diablo 3 with the beta because this is i mean the beta is more or less just a glorified demo it's amazing to think of how much of the game we still haven't seen, and I'm excited. I, I can't wait. And I think that once we, you know, clear the entire game and get into Inferno, we are going to be thanking Blizzard for being able to, you know, switch our specs as we want to. And don't forget about that. Um, oh my goodness, I can't remember the name of it. The uh, Valor of the Nephilim was that? Was that Neph- what it? Yeah, Nephilim Valor, something Nephilim like that. Valor. Yeah, which exactly. will which will, you know, encourage you to stick with a certain build. So there, there's still that. So we have an email from Smokemus, Lantonio. Let's test your reading skills. All right, let's see if I can do this. I got to squint my eyes a little bit, but uh, okay. Raja, Jen, Nevik, and I'm sure he meant to say Lantonio. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to drop a line and let you know how much I enjoyed baiting it up with the whole crew this past weekend. Uh, I was quite or I was quiet most of the time as I was slightly intimidated uh, with everyone else who had fairly extensive experience being recorded before. I didn't want to sound like the complete Diablo noob that I am. I was crestfallen with uh, Nevik announced that he was playing on having the wizard as his main character. Oh, come on. Just... Come on. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, sure. Yeah. Sure. I 180'd on the barbarian, but come on. I am the wizard. You know, I, I have a power <laughs> glove 
and I, I'm going to California, and I have Fred Savage as a as a you know bodyguard or something like that. If you don't understand that <laughs> reference, it's an awful, awful, awful '80s movie, but it was awesome at the time. So, anyways. Plus, I'm sure if he's been listening the whole time, he knows how you know you like to change your favorites and hatreds and everything quite often. So. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not fickle. Come on. Pickle, right. pickle. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he goes on to say that he was hoping that, um, that never could have been converted to the me smosh face barbarian, and I st- he still has hope that through the after the game goes live and he finds more time to try out the bar with the fast past the first few levels, um, the conversion will become complete from hater to player. Keep hope alive. Okay, and- wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Smoke and mist. Don't worry. I will have a barbarian. I I promise you. I will have a barbarian. I will have a monk. And I mean, of course, I'm gonna have a wizard. I'm gonna have like eight wizards, a barbarian, <laughs> and a monk. And therefore, no puke doctors and no demon hunters. So uh. you, can't you gotta have at least one of everything. You got ten areas. You might as well start one of all of them. Yeah, but I'm going to have eight different wizards, so there you go. <laughs> Second account, here we come. <laughs> Multiboxing. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> oh, you're going to put him up on a uh, real money auction house and sell his character. Yep. <laughs> we'll see how used to that thing I can get. I'm kind of excited to try it out. Oh, definitely. Okay, I have been in the beta for about two weeks and have been able to play off and on and off over that time. Uh, I've tried each and every character through each playthrough and makes it so much harder for me to decide which I'm going to spend the most of my time on once the full game launches. Their play styles are so distinctive that picking the main one is going to be terribly difficult, he says. I had the same problem a little bit because I was definitely going to pick the uh, witch doctor right off the bat, but now that I'm playing, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go with the wizard, but I'll probably do one of everything. So. Mm-hmm. He quotes himself as saying, Hi, my name is Smokemus, and I am an altoholic. Apparently, it doesn't <laughs> matter which game, WoW or Diablo, that I play, but I have at least one of everything. So it sounds like me are kind of on the same path. One of us. One of, one of us. Yeah. <laughs> as Aprilian would say from Control at WoW. Exactly. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> I know the Serial Crafters uh, will find a theoretical best talent built for each class, but I'm pretty sure that I'm going to ignore them and try to find my own way, which is a part of the fun, right? There is going to be so much customization possible with each character that in the talents and runes, it really boggles my mind to think about how much there is. Yep. I know one thing. Um, I, I gave uh, the Fist of Thunder another go on uh, on the on the monk after I ruined it with Thunderclap, and I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome! But, um, yeah, with the wizard, Shock Pulse, the first rune, amazing. Definitely going with Shock Pulse. I don't care if it's not the best. Shock Pulse, you know, Charge Pulse, best thing yep. ever. Mm-hmm. That was fun. What? Did you finish Did, uh, did you finish your monk? I, I actually hit level 12 a little bit before we decided to record this this crazy podcast. But, yes. I, I started it yesterday, and I only got to about level 3, so i got to finish that up. But that... What the kick move is that you can do right away—the spin kick move—that that is pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Finally, in WoW, I never play female characters; they just don't appeal to me in that game. However, in Diablo, the female characters do seem to fit much better, and I find that I would rather play them than the male characters. 
They just seemed to be something with the male character models to me. Especially with the witch doctor, aka the puke doctor, or sure shakes a lot. Uh, <laughs> I love I like that. the sure shakes a lot. Yeah. Sure shakes a lot. <laughs> All right. Do any of you typically only play one gender in your games? No, I play. I I'm I'm bi, um, sexual. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> we know. We know. Never. We can tell. <laughs> yeah. Understand. Whoops. That that came out a little different. I I was like, oh yeah, you know, like in WoW, I'm bifactional, and by oh right. Mm -hmm. I don't have a preference. I play both. Yes, it's whatever to me seems to fit appropriately for the class. Yeah, like I'm gonna play a male witch doctor because I just like how it looks, even though he sort of shakes a lot. And now I'm gonna be like, he's got a big butt. I can't lie, you know. (laughs) Thinking that every single time I see him shake now. <laughs> Am I the only one that's gonna tell the truth? What's that? What? Of course, I play as a woman. They have boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I I try to play as the uh, as the one for some reason like that goes back to like Diablo. So if I was playing like the the demon hunter, I want to do with a female because kind of reminds me of you know the Amazons or the rogues. Mm-hmm. And if I play the any like the barbarian, I want to do a guy just because I'm used to doing it. Like the barbarian to me, I see the guy. I just I kind of do what I see. It probably would be in the story, I guess. Now uh, the witch doctor, I guess, could be a little bit different because a lot of times the witch doctors are females as well, you know. But I kind of do it like that. I think uh, I, I'm kind of the same way. And apparently, a lot of the a lot of the employees over at Blizzard were the same because I think it was Bashiok that mentioned how, um, or maybe it was Zarhim. I'm trying to remember who it was because it's we're going back months now about how everybody you know always associates the ge- the gender with the class that the class was introduced with. So you know, barbarian obviously male, puke doctor male, uh, wizard. Is there a male? I'm pretty there's sure a- there's there's female and there's a sorcerer in Diablo one. Yeah, and then uh, Demon Hunter, yeah, obviously female. The only class that, that I could see where it would be, you know, kind of neutral on the opinion would be the monk, because uh, if only because of Christina Sims. Oh, yes, the, um, the uh, female the cosplay. cosplayer. Yeah, she, her monk cosplay was amazing. So Exactly. But, but there yeah. was a monk in Diablo, well, Hellfire. Yeah, we, we don't speak about Hellfire. <laughs> oh, is that, a good, is that a blasphemy game now? No. <laughs> no. But it didn't exist, so let's not talk oh. about it. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to say they've done a great job taking, making the characters, whether they're male or female, seem to be appropriate for the class that they're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you really can't go wrong saying, okay, I want to play you know, a female witch doctor, or I want to play a male... Um, uh, anything. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I mean, uh, I, I think that's pretty good. I was about to say, don't you dare say male wizard, because there isn't Male one. wizard. He's <laughs> a wizard, Harry. It's just an uglier female wizard, in my opinion. Maybe, maybe he's a blood elf. Or... I was wondering if you're going to go there. <laughs> oh, anyways. Blood elf. <laughs> Dragon Age. Antonio, let's let's wrap up this email before I really digress the show. (laughs) Okay. He quotes his end the wall of text, so he obviously knows that he had a long one too. It seems like that's a trend tonight. Thank you for the great show. Hopefully I'll be able to catch up with all of you in the game after May 15th. 
I smoke Miss Mac. One other thing about this is I remember Jen was talking um, a while ago how she was really impressed with Diablo because of the fact that it, it introduced a female character as a strong model for females. And, you know, it's um, it's kind of like they've gone full circle. Now with Diablo 3, you got both strong men and women playing characters, um, not just one or the other, you know, stuck to a certain mold. And uh, I know she was saying that in WoW, she, you know, she likes the male Pandaren. It just seems to fit the character. So that's why, you know, I mean, I'm sure she's going to be playing the female. Wait, female wait, 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 wait. Did you just tarnish my Diablo podcast with talk about WoW? Um, only <laughs> two. Okay. You were the one who brought up the Blood Elf. <laughs> I just seem to recall someone tarnishing a Diablo game night playing WoW. Who could that have been? (laughs) I'm looking around here. I don't see anybody who did that. Mm -mm. Probably the traitor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, alrighty. So, uh, Brazia, let's let's get on to our next email. Uh, Next email from Rowal. Hello, Jen, Braja, Nevik, and Lantonio. Uh, first <laughs> How off, thank did he you. know that Lantonio was going to be here? He's awesome. He just knows everything. It's real wow. <laughs> and first off, thank you for holding the Valentine's Day for Diablo contest. I was ecstatic to find out that I won, and I appreciate everything you folks are doing with the show. Oh, As- thanks, real wow. Yeah, that was a great entry. I mean, we had a, a lot of pretty good ones, and, and that was fun. It was a good contest. Um, he goes on to say, as we get closer and closer to the release, I realize that once the game is out, the direction of the show would naturally change. The hype machine will be over, and instead of talking about the never-ending wait, I imagine you'll be talking about the seemingly never-ending grind to 60 and beyond. How do each of you think the show will change post-release? Uh, will the podcast be less frequent, since there may not be much in the way of news from Blizzard? Let, let's stop right there. Um... I, I don't think that the show releases will be slower. I think I think we'll still stick to our every other week um, mm-hmm. schedule, uh, barring you know car wrecks or you know some acts of God. Hey. Yeah, I, I pretty much think that we're gonna stick to this every other week schedule. I really I really like it because it gives gives our listeners plenty of time to contribute and to listen to each show and if they want to respond to anything it gives them time to do it without you know having their response then come in you know two shows later and then it seems out of place but you know i I digress but yeah our show's never really been too focused on news anyways so i don't i don't see that post-launch that that would have any effect on us i think the best news in the in the post-launch shows are going to be just telling everyone all the cool loot we found, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like how excited are going to be when we find our first uniques or legendaries is what they call them now, I think. But it's going to be awesome. Yeah, not not to mention once we do once we do get um, past the launch, you know, we'll actually be able to kill past the Skeleton King, even though the Skeleton King may be a little bit further into Act 1 than, than he is in the beta. But that being said, you know, we we've only barely scratched the game, so there mm-hmm. there's going to be tons of us for for us to talk about. And post launch, we'll probably spend a little more time in the opening talking about what we've been doing in game, 
because right now, you know, there's not a whole lot for us to talk about in terms of Diablo 3, what we've been doing in Diablo 3. Uh, you could say, well, I hit level 13 on everything. That That is if we actually played the beta that much, but, you know. But, you know, post-launch, I guarantee that we're going to be playing a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the show's just going to kick it up another notch because, like you're saying, we're going to have a chance to get in the game, get as far as we can. Each week we'll be able to say, hey, you know, I've done this, and wow, I found this little part, and hey, did you see this happen? And I can't believe the story, and I'm telling you, I'm going to fall in love with Leah, and I know it's not going to turn out right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just that, know it. Not, not yeah. to mention, you know, the random events. You know, each of us exactly. will, will be experiencing the game differently. So, I mean, we'll, we'll be comparing notes and we'll be like, what? That happened? Oh, my God. I wish that happened to my game. And then you'll say something and be like, what? I didn't get that. And, you know, it would be cool. I, I can't wait. Cannot you know, wait. I, I would say there will be absolutely no problem with still having stuff to talk about. I mean, Diablo 2 is 10 years old, and I could talk about that with you guys for two hours as long as you want every day. So, and there's a lot of stuff that's new still that you guys don't even know about that it seemed like you know when we were doing the interview like you know with the uber trishroom and stuff so i'm sure d3 is going to be just as powerful you know in epic as d2 was yeah not only that but you know hey if diablo 3 does fall flat on its face there's always torchlight too we can trans we we, we can transform <laughs> the podcast into a torchlight podcast right i don't think it's going to though Wait, I did I just fine. say that? <laughs> I'm I'll kidding. I'd just be happy I can fall back on D2. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I totally sidetracked the, the email. So, One thing, just before I read a little bit more, um, what I got from doing the gaming night was how much more fun the game was doing it with other people. Oh, I know. And, I mean, Bring we're going to be able it. to share stories like that because I, I'd love to just you know hook up with people on the game like we did during the open weekend. Because even on Sunday I was on, I played with a couple different people and got their take on it because they were playing other games where they've never played um, Diablo before. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm going to try it. And they're like, wow, this game really is something else. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, and whereas just... we rushed, you know how we kind of rushed through it? What are you mm-hmm. talking about? We explored well, I should every say, ne- pixel never, of that never map. Never rushed through it. We, the rest of us, explored. But <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it. It took us about two hours to go through the beta from start. I don't know if Brazier, if you and Chaos started right at the beginning, but I know me and Nevik did. Yep. And it didn't seem like it took that long to get through it. When I'm playing by myself, it felt like it took a lot longer to get through it. Yeah, yeah. no, it felt, it felt much uh, smoother. And in fact, I know in my group, I don't know about yours, but my group had four different characters playing. And uh, it was fun because it was like, you know, you could see the different dynamics and how they could work together. And mm-hmm. uh, it was a lot of fun to see that and just i mean i don't know just kind of like one of those kids that just loves the the special effects and stuff like that where you know you're seeing the monk kicking on one side you see the barbarian smack jumping across the room for a leap smash and then you you know you see the witch doctor slowing everything down and just spreading you know disease everywhere it was just awesome to watch i'm like throwing frogs at everything having a great time with that yeah, just yeah. Bleh, puking Nothing all over the place. freak out about spiders was really cool. <laughs> oh, that was fun. And it got yeah. the leaping spider. That was even uh, better. Let's not talk about spiders. Let's 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 continue with the email now, please. Please, before okay. I freak out. Um, <laughs> hold me. Well, for a while, uh, continued on to say, I enjoyed hanging out with some of you during the open beta gaming night. And hopefully, once May 15th has arrived, the Shattered Soulstone team and listeners can exchange battle tags and have more hell-raising hijinks in the land of Sanctuary. 
keep up the good work, and we'll see you guys in hell or nightmare or normal. Sincerely, Ro, a.k.a. Ro Wow on Twitter. Yeah, and just speaking to the exchange of battle tags, we do have our Soul Stoners battle tag page up, and if you do want to add your battle tag up there so that you can, you know, have your battle tag public so that all listeners can add you, you know, just do a comment on that page or send a tweet to me or or to the show or whatever. And Jen is typing into the show notes. Oh, I just broke the fourth wall. Jen is Jen is here, but she's not feeling very good. But uh, yeah. <laughs> and that that reminds me, Jen just wrote into the show notes again, breaking the fourth wall. Um, yeah, I saw I saw Rowell's tweet about his uh, CD getting to him. So yes, the uh, Valentine's for Diablo podcast were were mailed out, uh, the prizes I should say were mailed out and. Uh, I know Jen emailed the Nightlight and the CD out, and I emailed... Emailed? Did I really email a physical <laughs> prize? I mailed hey, out... Email uh, me a Nightlight. That's cool. <laughs> and I, I mailed out the calendar <laughs> to, uh, to Skolnik. So, yeah, all of the prizes got out. But anyways, wow. Totally breaking the fourth wall. This is a fun show, isn't it? Yeah. Last, last show, we were having on-air meetings, and now I'm breaking the fourth wall. It's amazing. And all right, how the sausage is made. Yep. So I'm just going to cast distract and then vanish, and then read an email from the shadows. So this email comes to us from Curly, our good friend Curly. Hello, all. I hope you are all doing well. So after many long hours of play and multiple kills of the Skeleton King, I have decided to put the Diablo three beta to bed. What? How could you do that? Anyways, one of the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. M- maybe he went a little crazy and got every class to level 13, every single character wipe. But anyways, um, he Curly continues. One of the things I am worried about is that my first live Diablo 3 experience will be, me- will be me rushing through the content that I have played a bazillion times in the beta, ignoring the fact that there is likely new baddies and goodies in the live game. That might be true, but as we've seen with the beta, they, th- we, we keep running into new things. And the difficulty feels good now, by the way. Yeah. Plus, I think uh, the main game's going to play out a little differently, so that's yeah. Out. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I just have this feeling. Um, I, I remember Flux talking about it on his podcast about how there were some events that were data mined that kind of give the backstory to the Skeleton King, and obviously, you're not going to kill the Skeleton King and then get the backstory on him. Blizzard doesn't operate like that. They normally give you the backstory first, giving you a reason to go kill the Skeleton King, or at least to know who he is. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so anyways, Curly finishes up, says, I have to say that I can't wait to experience the new game with you all, even though you didn't add my battle tag. <clears throat> Peace uh. and love, Curly. <laughs> now, Curly, I, I'm so sorry. I forgot that you, that you had given it to us and, um, you know, just... I got busy, whatever. Forgot forgot that you had given it to me. I have sent you a request, and if you did want to, um, you know, have your battle tag public, then just let me know, and I'll add it to the show, uh, the show page. Anyways, the show page? The blog page. I'm totally, totally crazy tonight. Just saying. Off the wall. Off the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, while I'm off the wall, let, let me read our read. Oh my goodness, this is a fun show. 
<laughs> Welcome to audibletrial.com by Diablo. <laughs> yes. Welcome to it. Uh, you, our sponsor is Audible, and you can go to audibletrial.com slash Diablo to get a free 30-day trial. That includes uh, one credit to be used on any audio selection that audiobook selection that they have. Um, most audiobooks are one credit, so you shouldn't feel too constrained with your free credit. You get digital editions of the Wall Street Journal in New York New York Times yes mm-hmm. um, for your 30 days and after that it is $14.95 per month and you receive a credit per month and I keep forgetting to mention that they also have pretty crazy deals usually available only if you're a member so mm-hmm. it, yeah they'll have like 30 to 60 even 80% off of the uh, list price yeah, so for members, and it's pretty awesome deals. You could get audiobooks, you know, pretty decent quality ones too, for only like four or five dollars. Yeah, and if you don't listen to a ton of podcasts, you know, you can fill your time with listening to auto audiobooks. So yeah, mm-hmm. man, highly recommend. Trilogy was on there. I'd oh, I know. For that two seconds. Yeah, I yeah. had Audible for a while, and I didn't have a lot of stuff I wanted to really listen to. I guess. Yeah, if anybody so from Audible is listening to this podcast, in particular this silly one tonight, um, you gotta gotta give Diablo some love. Come on, come on, somebody. Yeah, get somebody I to read it. I they had a Warcraft book on there. You know, oh yeah, there's so. a couple. Yeah. So it's only a matter of time. Yeah, it will. So, I, I promised back in episode 13 that we would do, um, you know, kind of like a overview of of the game for people who are not quite as familiar with Diablo as they are with WoW because I mean let's be honest a a lot of people probably are going to be getting Diablo 3 for free because they are so crazy to addicted to WoW that they decided yeah you know what I'm going to be playing WoW for a year so I might as well sign up for the annual pass and oh hey I get a free game out of it I don't know if I am going to like it but I'll I'll play it so anyways this is Mm -hmm. a noob's guide or a noob's look at getting started in Diablo 3. That's what I titled it anyways. Um, So where shall we start? The interface, the controls, how the game actually plays? Yeah, Uh, that sounds pretty good. I mean, like looking at the control and interface, some of it is similar to what you might see in WoW if you've been playing that for any length of time. You know, some of the similar setup to the standard WoW, not like any add-ons or anything where, you know, you might have... uh, like your health and mana are going to be down towards the bottom, not up on your character interface on the top left corner. Uh, your action bar is down on the bottom, just like in World of Warcraft. It would be on the bottom of the screen straight in front of you. So most of your gameplay is going to be throughout the center part of the screen. I mean, you still have like the things if you see off in a distance to the right and left and top of your screen kind of uh, moving away. The angle of the, the terrain and everything is pretty similar as well. Uh, where it's not going to be, you know, it's like, well, in WoW, you can kind of change it. You can, you know, tilt your camera to look straight up or down or around. Um, I don't believe they've implemented that at all in Diablo 3. It's still pretty much your character is right in the middle of the screen. It's um, kind of angled the landscape, and you just kind of your character is the center of it, and you move all around. With regards to the action bar itself, it's a very simple gameplay. Like, WoW would, you know, you can hotkey and customize and macro this action into that key and all of that it's much simpler in, in Diablo 2 because they want the focus to be on the action 
of the game, not you know figuring out which key you have to hit next. Basically, left click, it just move your character all around, and it's a basic attack if you click it on top of a monster. Right click, it's simply casting a spell or a secondary attack that you might do. When you have you have just numbers one through four, and then you have Q, and you can use your shift button as well. One through four, it's going to be a hot key assignments. It might be like defensive skills, uh, another you know active skill, uh, something like that that you put onto your bard over time as your character builds up in uh, class. Like the very beginning of the game, you won't even have uh, one through four with anything in it until probably was about level four. I think it was level six. I don't remember which one. Um, uh, you you get your first defensive ability, I think, at four. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think you get your second hotkey unlocked until... It was like eight or nine. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I don't remember when the third and fourth ones unlock. I, I, I Yeah, those haven't. are much later to me. But this is, you know, a beginner's look to it, so we, we don't... Exactly. We don't need to concern ourselves with all of the details right right this second. Right, and to make it even, a little bit easier for you to play it, if you look at your keyboard, you have one through four above all of your letter characters, and right below right below one and two is Q. What you're going to use Q for is your health potion. You'll be collecting health potions that drop off monsters throughout the game, and it's a good quick way to kind of help you, you know, regain back that life as you're down toward the end of it if you're surrounded by monsters. Now, you know, health potions, one thing that you might notice with this as compared to WoW that's similar is you can't just multi-pot. You can't continue to keep hitting the health button. It takes a cooldown after each one. Mm-hmm. So to be, you know, just to be careful that you know that. But don't worry about storing them up or anything like that. They don't take um, room in your inventory other than one cube. Um, and you can have as many on there as possible. So far, I mean, I haven't filled it up to make, force it to go to another cube yet. So, you know, don't worry about using them, too. And the last thing is the shift button. The really all-important is... shift button. Exactly. And, and wow, it doesn't really make any difference for you what you do with the shift button unless you, you know, set up a macro to use it for something. In Diablo 3, when you hold down on the shift button and you left-click, you're basically going to be shooting things from a distance. It basically it's very good for you if you use your ranged attack. Like for example, for my witch doctor, first thing I'm using is a poison dart. Well, I don't want to, you know, just click left click on it and run from one end of the screen right to the monster. Uh, if I'm just clicking on the ground before I click to the monster, if I hold the shift key, well then I can keep my witch doctor in play and literally, you know, spin around the uh, entire screen shooting monsters at all directions without moving my character, which is going to be very helpful for you. Yeah, and it's it's not just... It's usefulness isn't limited just to ranged attacks. It's mm-hmm. also kind of important as a melee as well. Um, say, say you're kind of surrounded a little bit and you, you have a slightly stray misclick. Instead of running around the pack of monsters, not attacking to get to the monster that you accidentally clicked in the back... Uh, if you hold down shift, you will just do your attack in that direction that you click. So, it, shift is very important. Very, very important. Let, I cannot stress that enough. Shift is vital to playing Diablo properly. But anyways, so now that we kind of went over the basics, I'll, the gameplay is different from WoW in a lot of different ways. I mean, it, 
Diablo is a dungeon crawler. Don't think it was the original, but it was the it was the first dungeon crawler really to popularize the genre, and where the main draw of the game is actually the game itself. You, you know, it's very very action based, and oh, of course, there's loot and. The way that Diablo works is there's a lot of random elements. Um, you get random drops. Pretty much any monster in the game can drop just about anything in the game. Uh, there's, you know, obviously the tougher the monster, the higher percentage or essentially maybe the chances of dropping that rare loot, you know, is a little bit higher. But essentially, you know, you could kill something and get a unique off of it, even if it's, you know, a level one zombie or something like that. So that's that's the main draw of the game is playing it over and over and over and over because it's fun and you love collecting loot. The game is also set up in a way where you're expected to beat the game and play through again on a harder difficulty to get better equipment and to, you know, continue leveling because uh, you won't hit the level cap. This is a little different in Diablo 3 because the level cap is not 99. But, uh, you know, as opposed to Diablo 2, where you could go all the way up to 99. But um, you're going to clear the entire game and still have plenty of leveling to do thereafter. That's why there's multiple difficulty levels. We, we won't really go into that because usually Nightmare and Hell, they introduce things like res um, monsters that are resistant to certain elements or types of attacks and stuff like that. And uh, monsters also gain new attributes that may not be... Uh, available in normal but like I said this is a beginner's look but um, that that's overall the basic gameplay of the game is that you play the game obviously there's the storyline and the questing is a lot more interesting than it was in Diablo 2 instead of like only six quests per act you have many quests per act now and they drive you through the game and then once you beat the game then you well, actually, at any point in of the game, you're free to replay any section of the game. Although, one important thing to remember is that monsters don't respawn in Diablo, whereas they do in WoW. Once you kill a monster, it is dead. It will never get back up unless there is a, another monster that can resurrect it in the vicinity. So, there's that. Well, what can you expect from um, Diablo? And compared to what WoW, basically, your game set up an event, so to speak. If you're going to go to a raid or if you're going to go into a dungeon, you know you're going to be having a certain set of actions based on your character class, whether it be tanking or DPS or healing, and you're going to be performing that role. Well, in Diablo, uh, you don't have that role. Your role is be the hero. You do all the damage. You heal yourself up. You tank the things yourself, uh, unless you're in with a group of, you know, either with two to four players, and then you can kind of roll those. Uh, abilities together but basically there's no single tank or no single healing or anything of that sort so Diablo is a very action oriented type of game and that's why it's called an action role-playing game you have to initiate every single attack there's no auto attacks uh, you also have to be killing lots and lots of enemies along the way and by lots we mean there'll be packs and packs of monsters that you go throughout the game so express expect that as you progress further into the game the size of the monster packs grow, their uh, abilities get um, more complicated to try to deal with, like teleportation, you'll have a monster that's on one side, you hit it once, boom, it teleports behind you, you know, those kind of things. Also, the good thing is that when you're fighting these things, you're able to get through that uh, really difficult 
creature or mini boss or even the the act boss itself you kind of get the satisfaction out of it because you're like wow that was you know that's the type of fight that really took some time to get you know get through it's almost kind of a the small feeling you get when you're like in wow you're taking on uh, a difficult boss at the beginning of an expansion or you're taking a a, a new boss in um the most recent tier of uh rating content and your team takes it down you're like wow we finally did it well you kind of get that same feeling but you're doing it really all on your own or with a small group of people mm-hmm. and also tons and tons of loot mm-hmm. it's going to be dropping all the time all the time and not all of it's going to be useful but in some ways they added the artisans to give you a reason to take stuff that you don't need and to you know break it down into components and then you know craft things that you might need which is new to diablo so that's kind of cool yeah i'm looking forward to that yeah i really like that crafting service in comparison to the roger cube and d2 mm -hmm. it it seems i only tested it out a little bit but it just seems so much easier to use without having to have 20 even the hardest thing about the roger cube and d2 you know if you remember it was You'd have to have all this best stuff, and then to craft something which was completely random, of course. Then you'd have to have a lot of the low level, like low rune, uh, and then a low level chipped, chipped gem or chipped diamond or something like that to add with it. And those were so tedious to find. You know, you'd find them all day long when you're not looking for them the second you need it. And then you finally do find it, and you roll a bad roll. So that would always drive me crazy. And so, uh, other than that, I, I mean, I, I guess we'll go a little bit into the crafting, since we've only barely touched it, you know. As as we experience the game, you know, you, our listeners can expect us, we'll, we'll go over these things in better detail mm-hmm. as, as we learn it, because, you know, there's, there's so much that we haven't experienced yet. But how do you get started? Let, let's say, you know, you've never played Diablo and for whatever reason you, you, lo- you like the sound of my voice or something and you're listening to this podcast and you, you're only a WoW player and you're like, well, I guess maybe I'll give Diablo a shot. So you're going to pick one of five classes and once you get into the game, there's a tutorial. And the first thing, I mean, Brazia went over the controls. You're going to be doing a lot of clicking. Most of the game is controlled with the mouse. Um, your hotkeys are basically there for abilities on cooldowns, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, the game is set up in such a way it's structured to baby step you into the game. So it, uh, so that everything's layered on top of each other. So that once you master something, uh, you know, once you get the hang of, you know, you have your basic um, resource building ability that you start the game off with, and then once you hit level two, which is pretty quickly in the game you'll get your first ability that will be generally assigned to your right mouse click that is your resource user and th- these abilities usually do more damage or and or possibly have a cooldown but uh you know that that's the basic gameplay of the game you know so once you get started with the game i know some people are going to be a little intimidated because it's very very clicky and very very actiony and maybe they're not quite as used to that but it's believe me it's going to by the time you know after you spend 30 minutes with it it should feel pretty good to you it's not like wow where you have to master the the whole aspect of using keys to move yourself around if you're not using move to click which i don't 
I don't, if you're if you're using move to click and wow, shame on you. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, you you don't use you don't use you know like in a first person shooter where you use your keys to move around. No, nope, you everything is pretty much mouse driven. Mm-hmm. So once you get it, once you get the hang of that, then you hit you know like level four and you get your first hotkey and your first defensive ability. And then you'll master that. And then you'll hit level six and then you get your first rune. It's very, very baby steppy. But um, I, I encourage everybody who's never played Diablo to not feel intimidated. You will get it. It's not it's not a difficult game to play. Normal is set up so that just about anybody can get through it. It's nightmare in hell, especially hell, when things you're expected to know what you're doing. <laughs> Don't feel like you have to get there, but if, by all means, and as Jay Wilson so succinctly put, Diablo in Blizzard's mentality is to take the casual gamer, get them into the game, and then slowly transform them into a hardcore gamer. So that that's what you can expect. With I would say within a couple hours of playing Diablo 3, you will be addicted as as all of us have been with Diablo 2. So, so just be warned, you, you may lose your soul to this game. That's good. Yep. <laughs> and you'll keep listening to our podcast, which is also great. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If anybody else has any questions about, like, noobish things, you know, feel free to email us. Oh, you know what? I totally forgot to to drop that email address when we were doing emails, which is show at shatteredsoulstone.com. So, yeah, if you, have, if you have any further questions, if we didn't cover something, you know, that you might have a question about, maybe you you did get into the beta or you played in the open beta and you didn't play very much because you felt overwhelmed with everything, you know, feel free to send us an email. You know, we, we will do our best to make sure that we transform you into a hardcore loot deviant like us. So now that we cover that, Oh my goodness, we have a lot of links (laughs) and a lot of news. So, um, where shall we start? I'd say start with the book, the order, which is uh, the next book. It will be coming out. Um, oh man, I didn't I didn't look for the date, but the pre-order for it is available now. And um, oddly enough, it comes out on May fifteenth. Oh yeah, that's right, May fifteenth. Yeah. yeah, it's a new book by Nate Kenyon. Uh, it really looks wonderful. I mean, it takes place basically Deckard Kane. The storyline is about Deckard Kane searching for lost members of his order, uh, the Haradrim, and he knows he's or he pretty much suspect that he's the last of the Haradrim and he um, basically how he runs into getting to know Leah and adopting her as kind of a, a surrogate child and also you know like what is her secret how is it tied to the prophecy date end of days and um, are there any living other living Haradrim so this is really a good precursor to what you're going to see in Diablo 3 uh, taken place basically like 10 years earlier. Yeah. And I kind of wish that they didn't make the release date May 15th for this book because I'm not going to have time to read it. Not oh, for, yeah. Not for quite well, a while. Well, needed the uh, extra paycheck for that day, you know? No, no. <laughs> but at, at some point, I, I'm sure Jen Jen will read it for sure. And uh, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a review of the order for sure. Yeah, it will be released, and you can pre-order it now from Amazon. You can actually order it if you uh, wanted to get the collector's edition or something, or just even the regular edition, uh, and bundle it up and have it delivered May 15th. Yep. 
as as we've mentioned previously the diablo 3 beta will be ending on may 1st and hopefully hopefully they do something to make the beta go out in style maybe there might be an uber diablo in tristram or something i, I imagine that you someone mentioned about stuff happening i think it was uh did they actually do stuff for like the the wow beta endings or something oh yeah they usually do something special yeah for the beta closing but uh, I, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get tweets from Lantonio saying uh, uh, Diablo popped <laughs> <laughs> or something. Yeah, like that. We, that would be really cool if they actually did the screen shake and the Diablo walks the earth on the, up in the corner because I would, or well, in the chat screen area anyway. Anyone who played DK would know exactly what's going on, you know. <laughs> yeah. Even if you didn't see Diablo, at least you're just screen shaking and. You hear, you know, you hear something in the background of Diablo's voice or something of that sort. That or it really... says Diablo walks there in 15 days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. But um, we we just got news of this today, uh, which is Friday, April 27th. And by the time that this podcast probably comes out, it may be in the past when this little bit of news uh, you know, hits, but uh, so I, I'm going to address this in the past tense. So, how did you like that trailer on uh, on television for Diablo Three? It's gonna it aired with uh, that really really funny uh, Family Guy episode, which I haven't seen yet, but it's it's <laughs> it's got to be hilarious because that show was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so the commercials awesome. Yep, I right can't. now I'm just gonna say it's awesome. I can't wait to see what the commercial is actually going to be. So, yeah, I, I hope I hope it's awesome. You get the feeling of maybe another cinematic with a little bit of gameplay, or do you think they're just going to uh, like mix the opening cinematic with gameplay properly? I don't know if they're going to do anything with gameplay. I think they just want to try to capture people and mm-hmm. showcase their cinematic, because really, there's no game out there that you know, has cinematic that's just this, mm-hmm. I mean, awesome and awe-firing when you look at it. You know, I mean, and that's, some other game companies have put out some very, very good ones. I foresee them uh, putting but, the cinematic that they did when they announced the game. Yeah, I, I'm hoping they go a little bit further than that. You know, I hope I mean, so. Yeah, yeah I, I'm trying to think of um, what they could actually show in the commercial. Because you know Diablo is a little bit violent, <laughs> so I, I'm not I'm not sure what the what the commercial will actually consist of, but I can't. Probably well, that's why, why they're, they're not showing during it during Family yeah. Guy. Because Family Guy's ratings, or they get a right above PG-13, so they get a little bit away with a little bit more stuff during that half hour. So it's like oh. PG-13 plus 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 because it's yeah, not it's like, not not rated R. Mm-hmm. NC-17. Yeah, I think that's what it was. NC-17. NC-17. It's so graphic. You start naming ratings. If you don't want your kids to watch it, don't turn on the TV for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be amazing if it showed, if it aired during an, you know, Sesame Street or something. <laughs> yeah, like, I wouldn't be, would be, be surprised if it was just kind of like some sort of you know, like rolling into, you know, like a cinematic showing maybe a little bit of 
the world and then maybe a couple quick like spot scenes kind of similar to how like the angels and the demons were t- attacking each other on yeah, you know kind of like the uh, anime type pictures that they had at the beginning of the the opening cinematic you know and like or maybe rolled rolling through a couple of other pictures just you know kind of showing the action or just i don't know i'm i'm not really sure but i'm if they really want to get this thing off on the right foot advertising wise it cannot be what we've already seen it has to be something mm-hmm. a little bit more compelling yeah i think that the people who have already the only thing my only argument there would be the people who have seen it are already probably going to buy it and mm-hmm. the ones who haven't seen it that could actually excite them a little bit but i also agree with you that they probably still want to make a little something new yeah i mean obviously they're not going to show like the end of the game or anything like that but uh-huh. you know just they're going to show some action and it really you know to get people when they see it fired up yeah well yeah. They, it, they could also go the other direction and not show pretty much anything a la a diablo 2 commercial that i saw on youtube a little while back and I was like, oh my goodness, that is pretty bad. Also uh, teaser. <laughs> so we'll, we'll include a link to that in the show notes as well. And now I have to go dig it up. But um, <laughs> we also got information on the launch events. And you know what? I have to admit, I'm actually kind of a little disappointed that GameStop is getting the launch event. And, and it's only one GameStop in the United States is going to have the official Blizzard Diablo 3 launch event. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. Not. Yeah. I mean, my my collector's edition is reserved at GameStop, but what happened? I mean, did GameStop pay Blizzard a bunch of money? Because, you know, GameStop is... No, it's in uh, Irvine, right? At, you know, at that one it's, location. And... It's in what, Fountain Valley, but um, it... At the very least, it's an open-air mall where they're yeah. where this GameStop is. So, it... yeah. And when I saw it, it was um, interesting because in Europe they have like uh, six or seven different cities that mm-hmm. have this listed, and then there's one in Korea, one in Australia, I think, and then one in um, another. You're Asia. talking like the actual. Blizzard yeah, the real third ones, the real exactly, ones, not just exactly. like a, a store. Yeah, because man, you wouldn't believe it. Our town pretty much can't even like they're not even allowed to have minute releases anymore. Um, oh, thanks really? to like Call of Duty. Yeah, last uh, November um, during the COD launch, there was like a huge riot about something. I don't know, oh, and wow. um, it got ordinance that it can't happen anymore and instead of you know buying the rights to do it for and trying to say well this game is a different style they just said no more you know because everyone was like taking stuff way out of proportions and you know that's not a the way to do anything i mean i've gone to now two world of warcraft um expansion mm-hmm. releases and both times were great you know one i went by myself didn't know anybody and the second time I went and met with a couple of people that I, I was in the guild with. And, you know, and it was fun. We just sat there, talked. Nobody had any trouble. Well, I, mean, I don't know if you play the Call of Duty games at all, but that community is... I mean, you got everything from... Yeah, you got your average cool people that can talk and have fun with it. But I, I would say it's 90% obnoxious people who don't know when to, sh- 
just you know be quiet and all yeah. they want to do is start fights with them because they think they're internet warriors because they can shoot a fake gun at someone but i just i remember i was at best buy and they're just it's just smack talking and people trying to get in fights with each other every two seconds but then again i went to skyrim launch night and everyone was cool it's amazing yep. you know how just the style of the game can bring the cockiness out in people you know and i was really looking for because i have diablo 3 pre-ordered at gamestop for collector's edition but then i went and bought the pre-download because i decided i didn't want to go out late and do it because <laughs> i figured even if gamestop did do it then this is of course before i found out they couldn't anymore um i figured i'd probably end up in halfway in the end of line not get home until four in the morning like it always happens with any other launch i went to and i didn't want to do that but now that i heard the collector's edition is completely sold out in the u.s or at least all the pre-order versions of it or something i kind of want to go get that copy anyway because my buddy at work is a big wild player and he said that when he went to the cataclysm launch he had people in line offering out like two to three hundred dollars for his collector's edition that was sold out so wow. i'm thinking i already got the game and i'm gonna go get the collector's edition as well mm. and if they're selling for that kind of hot cake money you know i <laughs> i don't need two copies you know what i mean oh there so you go that'll go right back to whoever wants it and the, what's the worst that can happen is i got 30 days just to return to the store so exactly nothing i mean i don't foresee it having an issue and if it's if it is po- as, as popular as they say it's going to be which i'm pretty sure it probably will be you know, and I, I really looked into what's in the collector's edition too when I decided to get the digital copy, and there, there's not a lot for me there. I mean, soundtrack. the Blu-ray, well, yeah, the soundtrack and the Blu-ray. Not that I would ever do it, but I'm sure it can be downloaded off the internet, no problem. Within a couple of weeks of a gig coming out, it's gonna get ripped to a torrent yeah, or something. Yeah, somebody will do it. And I have what 10 copies of diablo 2 so i don't need another copy of diablo 2 i mean <laughs> speaking of which we'll be getting rid of one so or a couple maybe yeah oh yeah maybe we should re well uh, well we'll just leave that to the gaming night if you listened all the way to the end you will know what i'm speaking of and who who hasn't listened to the end of it because i mean it's all gold right but I do have to apologize. I had to step away for a second. Little Deathy, I, I think he's teething again. He has a molar coming through. So oh, yeah, I heard yeah. him start crying, and then you yeah. all left real fast. So I figured that's yeah. what was there. Yeah. So um, okay, we were, we were talking about just how the the launch events. There's like one in the United States, and then several in Europe, and a few more in like one in other country, um, in uh, Asia. But uh, yeah. You know, I mean, it was just, I thought it'd be at least East Coast, West Coast, usually. Yeah. The United yeah. States are not doing that. Yeah, usually they do one, like, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, in the Chicago, mm-hmm. and New York. And mm-hmm. I, it's, I, I was actually pretty surprised that they're only going to do it locally. I don't know why. Maybe they just have some sort of internal numbers where they know there's a big interest in Europe. And that's mm-hmm. why they're doing it. I mean, similar to, like... Um, StarCraft 2, I know in Asia, there's a huge market for it there, so they spend a little extra time with a couple of openings out in Korea. Yeah, you don't so... think it has to do with just the sheer fact of since it's the Blizzard-sponsored ones, just having some of the the well-known names there of the Blizzard mm-hmm. employees, like, you know, Jay Wilson will probably be in California, 
maybe medicine will be in Europe. You know what I mean? You think it has to do yep. anything like that? Yeah, that and probably because uh, the Diablo 3 team is local here. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe there's more in Europe because the European division of Blizzard isn't quite as you know involved with the development of Diablo 3. So, I don't know. Maybe the development team for Diablo 3 is a lot smaller. Therefore, they could only afford to send so many people to one place. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and because I'm sure that I do not feel... I do not feel... Or... I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't feel sorry for, but I do feel sorry. I feel sorry for the network engineers that are going to be, you know, monitoring the uh, servers for Diablo three at twelve oh one a.m. Pacific. Which, speaking of which, we we now have official confirmation that is when, in the United States and Australia, uh, when the servers will go live. So if you live on the East Coast, unfortunately, you have to wait until three oh one a.m. before you can actually finally play Diablo three. I gotta wait till two. Yeah. Uh, now I'm gonna go to sleep, go to work, and then I'll come play my first night of it. Will be the night of May fifteenth. Yeah, and hopefully oh. the servers will be up. Yeah. Well, I think I uh, really the think stress test on the weekend was yeah. a good test for them to figure out what they needed to do. Yeah, I'm hoping that the stress test was uh, not indicative of of what we can expect. I imagine that they. They kept the concurrency limits down just to extrapolate what they might be able to, or what they expect to happen. Therefore, that they can adjust those numbers exponentially, you know, apply it to the server farm. I'm not a network engineer, but essentially they were, hopefully, I'm hoping anyways, that they were able to extrapolate what they needed in order to make sure that when they have a million people hitting the servers all at once that it's not going to go kaboom because there is no offline play this time so those servers have to be up well how's yep. blizzard's track record on wildest on the launch nights so those pretty good the Ever- last few of them have been a lot better yeah uh, mm-hmm. to be honest i i mean i remember in burning crusade um which would be like five years ago or more where it's just every time there was a patch, forget it. You just knew you couldn't play for a few days. You know, yeah. so they would just, servers would break, game would be breaking. And you're like, what the heck? You know, I mean, they've been doing this for how many years and they can't get it right? Well, they've been getting it right the last couple of years. I mean, yeah. uh, I know the last two patches went through, not a hiccup. And, you know, they'll have to do a minor patch afterwards, but that would be like another day or so down the line. It would be like a 15 minute restart of the servers and that's it. Yeah, I know, like me and my brother in law thought about it. Because we were going to say, you know, if it's going to be down, would we rather go to sleep, get up the crack of dawn nice and refreshed and be ready to go when you know it's going to be good or sit up and wait for it all night to get that end up having to be so tired that you got to pass out right when it comes on. You know what I mean? Well, I'm sure that's something that everybody's going to weigh. I mean, for me, it's a no-brainer. I'll be up. I'm going to be up. (laughs) Yeah, I think they're going to want to make sure that everything is going to be fine. Like, what I'm looking at it is, when they released Cataclysm that December 2010, it was fine. Like, there was, I, I mean, there was no interruption. I remember getting the game, coming home, starting play at midnight, and I played to, like, 9, 10 in the morning before I passed out, finally. And there was not a single time that it went down. I never had a problem with people, too many people playing in one area and the server slowing down. Nothing of that sort. Um, and I think if you go back one more game and you look at StarCraft II, uh, there was no 
no major issues with the release of that game. And I think that that's comparable in the style of game uh, to Diablo 3 than, say, World of Warcraft as a uh, MMO is. And um, so I think they've, they've learned a lot in the last few years, and that should hopefully be fine. My faith is there that the servers will be up, because like I said, there is no offline play, so the servers have to be up because otherwise they're going to have some really angry customers. And we know how angry and nasty and vile, you know, these player th- this player base can be at times, especially with Diablo fans, you know, the, the yeah. hardcore, the hardcore of the hardcore. Oh, my goodness. But yeah. Oh, yeah. You can imagine them after having waited over 10 years for the game to come out. The day that finally they had to play, servers are gone, like offline, you can't play. Yeah, well, being one of those that yeah, it's very it's gonna be very stressful if it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I do not envy the network engineers. And switching over into another topic relating to networks, I, I don't know how I missed this, but uh, we got confirmation that the game will not be region locked. That means that say you're you're European and you want to play with us, you'll be able to. All you have to do is change your server region i i don't i don't remember exactly how it is but you can play on any server farm that blizzard has set up for diablo 3 um the only limitation as as far as i remember they're they're still seeking a little bit of clarification on this was that you will be um locked to the auction house of your region so you know you won't be able to sell your goods on the real money auction house um, say if you're an American, you won't be able to sell it on the Asian market or whatever. So, I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's the only limitation on it. Yeah, so, and that would make sense because I mean it would be a big deal for them to try to, you know, monitor the the, the monetary action between different countries mm-hmm. and regions and that, currency I mean, exchanges and oh yeah, it could be very messy. Exactly. So Razorbug, I'm sorry. We 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 told you we told you a mistruth. But you know what? We're human. That happens, right? Yep. So we're talking to you, Ray the Bug. You're going to come and play with us. Yep. <laughs> and his battle tag's up on our Soul, Soul Stoner's yeah. battle tag page. So. And don't forget Damari, too. Yeah. Do we really want to play with Damari? He, I don't know. He, 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 <laughs> he has a tendency to lurk underneath beds and or leave heads in them. But uh, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Razorbug can comment to that. But anyways... So, we, we have a bunch of other links, um, but this show is getting kind of long, and my son might wake up screaming again in a little bit. So, I, I think that we'll just include the links in the show notes. I will just briefly go over it. A few things. Uh, somebody did an amazing, an amazing maze of Diablo art. Like, it's it's Diablo's face, but it's also a maze. It's pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then there's also... Um, the Daily Diablo, which is kind of like the Daily Blink, but it's art in, you know, it's it's not like comedy. It's it's funny, but it's also cool. It's like a very comic book style art. Well, maybe not comic book, but comic strip art, something like that. It's mm-hmm. cool, nonetheless. And finally, I did want to mention that there's a new Diablo podcast out there. Well, at least they're getting started. It's called uh, Diablo Off the Record, and we'll include a link to that in our show notes. So, you know, got got to cross promote. You know, there's not enough Diablo podcasts out there. We need more. Maybe not too many more, but 
We need more. Brazia, Lantonio, you have anything else to add? No? Okay. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm closing out the show. More. Yeah, I'm closing <laughs> out the show before I fall apart. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 14 of the Shattered Soulstone podcast, which is a part of the Dawn Forge network. And speaking of Dawn Forge, we would like to thank Medros for hosting the show. You can read the show blog or listen to the show archives at ShatteredSoulStone.com. Our Twitter addresses, the show account is at Shattered Stone. I am at Nevik James. Brasia is at Brasia Priest. Jen, unfortunately, who couldn't be here tonight, is at Queen of Haiku, although she sort of is here. And, of course, our special guest host, Lantonio, our font of knowledge, is at Lantonio. We have a presence on Facebook and Google, so go check us out there. And, of course, we cannot do this show without you, the listener. So send in your contributions, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. So until next time, for me, for Lantonio, for Jen, and for Brasia, you will find us... I got nothing tonight. Sorry. Fresh beta closing. This has been a presentation of Dawn Forge, copyright 2012. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com.